What's up, everyone, and welcome to the first Shorties episode in, like, I don't know, six and a half fucking years or something. It only Brett? took us four months. I don't think that's too bad. Four you months? Know? All right. That's a that's good. That's just a, well, that's a hiatus. It is the end of the fourth month. We almost broke up. It almost happened. A lot of artistic lots of, differences. A lot of, like... Mm, lots of infighting. Yeah. Lots yeah. of deception. We like to have a healthy dose of that kind of stuff anyway. A lot of backstabbing uh, the last four months between the two of us, but... Yeah, but can I have that knife back, by the way? It was kind no. of expensive, and I really wanted it. No, I'm keeping that shit, because you're just going to fucking stab me with it again. Ah, uh, you're right. And uh, what I can say one thing that doesn't feel like getting stabbed with a knife... And it's listening to the album that we listened to today that we're about to talk about by a little band called Psychedelic Porn Crumpets and their new album that came out, I think, pretty recently called yeah. Night Gnomes. Uh, feeling like you're getting stabbed might be a good or a bad thing, just depending on who you are. But this album is good stuff, man. I was really yeah. enjoying this thing. It's, I think I haven't gotten into as much Psychedelic Porn Crumpets as I'd like to. But from what I've heard, it sounds like more of the same rockin' stuff. Every now and then they throw in a little kicker. Uh, but just like the great, fuzzy, snarky uh, band with a good yeah. couple of like, you know, chill tracks. Like it's not all balls to the wall the whole time. Yeah, not the whole time, but I will say the balls to the wall shit was the stuff I liked the most. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. We'll get into it soon. Um, but. How like do you know psychedelic porn crumpets at all? Yeah, for sure. I've heard uh, I've heard a decent amount of stuff by them. Uh, I I don't remember really liking a lot of what I've heard, so I did go into this a little uh, trepidatiously. A little wary. Some, some might say a little wary, but uh, man, what a I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, it, super rocking, super jangly. We talked about how much we liked the production a lot on this record. That it feels. It, it very open, but it's not. It's not like there's too much going on, or something like none of it's like too in your face. Even though it's a pretty fucking loud record for the most part, man. Even the soft songs are pretty loud. Yeah, you know, and it's like, it. it the thing I love about psychedelic porn crumpets is that they always keep it groovy. They always kind of have a shuffle feel yes. to everything. Such a groove on every song on this record. They have dude. so many riffs. Just so such good riffs. Yeah, but it's not riff salad, right? It's like every the they they keep the psychedelicness there where they just have these such these riffs that it's basically Uncle Acid plays essentially very similar riffs but three times slower. <laughs> right. Yeah. So these guys are very they're playing a lot of really bluesy riffs that are kind of repetitive and a little droney. Yeah. But there's this just energy throughout the whole record those the drums just have this consistent energy going the whole time even on this the softer songs yeah. which is only like maybe two on this record it's yeah i love the energy on this album dude the drums are always pumping whenever they can you know and uh and they're good like yeah danny caddy it's... danny caddy's a fucking sick drummer but he is not too good to just fucking four on the floor, <laughs> let that shit ride, right? You know, and it's like this sounds like such a fun band to be in for all instruments, you know. Yeah. Like it's so easy to like 
just get into a jam mid-song and improv jam the drums are like always active the bass oh my god uh, let's talk dude. about that for a second uh so their bassist is called wayne billandana that's and not a real name that's his name mm. wayne billandana uh they're australian you gotta remember brett they have they have weird names they got the weirdo there. names over there they, they got the weird names uh he's he was the first thing that i noticed like right off the bat uh on lava lamp disco when that song starts, yep, I prayed to God that every song would be this bassy and like the deep bass, the really deep, really nice, f- even fu- like even it's fuzzy at times bass. And, yeah. Oh man. And it's they kept it pretty consistent on the whole record. Where and when they were doing those riffs and it was getting loud and really punchy, that bass just came right through it like fucking cleared the way like butter i love it's Ugh, so, so refreshing good. how high in the mix the bass is and that might yes. just be because the guitars are usually pretty up high doing some snotty stuff and it gives the bass more room to breathe yeah but on this one he is very prominent in the mix and like again which is more kudos to the production because everything is you can hear everything that's going oh, yeah. on everything's really clear but fuzzy at the same time like uh, the singer uh, Jack McEwen, his voice is so haunting and and again like hypnotic, and he has this constant almost like we were saying earlier too while we were listening to it together this Tame Impala yeah type production on his voice yeah usually filtered you on can't his tell voice. if it's a synth or not sometimes <laughs> yeah that was awesome. And I think I I vaped so much fucking ice cream cake while we were listening to this record. I'm like so fucking high right now. Kind of almost get into <laughs> a psychedelic region. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I, yeah, because I'm listening to it right now while we're talking about it, and it's probably I'm probably yelling because I'm really high, and I'm wearing headphones. But this, yeah, the album, the the bass and the guitars are just so good on the whole record. Right. And I I totally agree that like the production is very clear it's a little bit airy it's just airy enough while just still filling the enough. space and but there are yeah definitely moments that you can go back to probably four or five times and each time you hear something new it's i i was writing while we were listening to the album i was taking notes and at one point i said that there weren't really any super memorable riffs or melodies I'm like, I like all of the riffs, but nothing's really... I haven't walked away from any song going like... You know? But then also, like, we did only listen to it once. I So, hearing it again now, I just listened to Lava Lamp Disc Pisco again. It's like... Yeah. Uh, it's a super memorable riff. Super fucking catchy. And this album has a lot of replayability to it. Because one thing that it has going for it a lot, too, is it's like just under 40 minutes yeah and it's gonna be a really easy record to put on and listen to all of it in one run for sure yeah it's gonna lend itself very well to re-listens and maybe even uh maybe maybe the constant and varying riffage might be to their detriment a little bit in that it is a little harder to like cling on to something and like have something to remember after you listen to the album uh-huh. Yeah, it, it might all blend in a little bit together, but it's kind of, you know, in in a sense, reminds me of Royal Thun- Royal Thunder, Royal Blood, the 
Royal Blood. Yeah, okay. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Royal Blood, where it's just, oh, God, riff fucking salad, dude. Just like, yeah, it's it was sure. insane. And they're all so good, but you don't walk away remembering any of them because it's too memorable. They're all they're all too good. And the next song just introduces a just as good riff, so nothing stands out. It's just all consistently gold. Uh, well, before we get into nugs, are there like delish? What do we what what negative do we have to say about the album? You know, I I don't have a really any negative to say about it other than it's kind of just like with King Gizzard. Uh, and you know I could say the same about Tame Impala as well which apparently are both influences on this band which I can hear <laughs> but they I don't like the softer stuff and especially don't like the goofier stuff and there's a little bit of goof that, I mean there might be a little bit of goofiness but it comes with the territory doesn't it yeah it's I don't know a couple of fucking goof troops in this I band think maybe what you're what you're mistaking for goofy is just like being Australian <laughs> it might be I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the era of folk music that those these bands are trying to recreate sometimes which right. is that 60s and 50s folk that was f- super fucking goofy yes. and was talking about fairies and leprechauns and gnomes and stuff like this album's called Night Gnomes you know it's, it's yeah. basically like I said King Gizzard or uh, it's basically like Uncle Acid mixed with a fucking you know 50s uh, folk band uh, but so you know that's the only I guess negative I, if you want to put it that way I have to say about a couple of these songs like uh, I, I don't know like uh, Microwave Dave you know or like Dream In Out or In Dream Out uh, those types of songs where it's just kind of those are you know I'd be okay with never listening to those again but <laughs> I pretty think, much every other song I've loved I think I was expecting a little more from Night Gnomes just from it being yeah. the album title but I yeah. think I get why they put it there because it's a soft beginning and then a classic like porn crumpets explosion out of nowhere yeah it's, it was it kind of leans on the goofy side of psych right <laughs> yeah, a little bit you know but it has good energy and the production's so good that i still enjoyed all of it and then that really cool middle eastern kind of riff they do in the oh, bridge they they love that stuff they're always doing the little i gotta say that that comes from a king gizzard influence i mean what doesn't these days you know yeah but then you got to think about all their influences and shit and it's just a bunch of you know middle eastern and and east african jazz uh well let's get into nugs man let's do it dude choice nugs my first nug is gonna be sherbet straws yeah man it's uh a great fucking song it's like playing right now in my headphones yeah i thought it was after a while uh i got a kind of tame impala like oh this is kind of like a rock and tame impala song absolutely the the riffs are real nice on here uh the drums are like surprisingly fun for how low-key the rest of the music is at yeah. points yeah really cool drums yeah and a weird time signature that is not weird enough that you can't bob your head to it but it's still this kind of like i'm not 100 percent sure what they're playing i think it's in I, probably like three time or something three four or something like that well, if it's three four and I can't figure it out, then I'm I have consumed too much cannabis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it could very well be. And my favorite part of the song has gotta be the outro. Where they kinda have these 
that's kind of the synth vocal thing you were talking about, yes. if I remember correctly, where you can't really tell if it's the vocals or the synth or a mixture or like the vocals yeah. fed through a weird synth filter or something like that. It seems to go back and forth between the two at, at times yeah. where it sounds like uh, it's just kind of like thing, but you can tell it's his voice and there's something going on there. And then the second half of that part is this really swimmy, really still affected vocal part. But man, it was so cool. That was that was when the ice cream cake was hitting real good. <laughs> you were hitting your ice cream peak. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you were cream peak. Yeah. I was getting sugar, my sugar rush. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your first nug? Uh, my first choice nug is the Lava Lamp Pisco, man. That was a very close one for me. Love the heavier vibes on that. Love the, the riff. Uh, that that one's like I'm saying, you know, thinking back and looking back at my notes, I'm like, no, this, is a, this song has a pretty memorable riff on it. it. I think it has a little harmonica at the beginning. Yeah. I wish they had a little more of that. That's like the last know, we hear that on the album. Yeah, they didn't bring it back ever again. And they, they didn't even bring it back in this song, I don't think. No, it's they just, just like... They just did it once. And then it's like, all right, bye. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, see ya. But again, like very King Gizzardy to have harmonica playing during a kind of heavy stoner yeah. rock thing going on. And yeah. yeah, really loud drums, super fuzzy bass. Super. They do a lot of... Super fuzzy bass. Fuzzy bass. There's a real buzzy guitar that comes in at the beginning. Yes. That like invades your right ear. You know? It's it's uh and again, like Jack's voice, man, is uh great on this song. He just kind of He he lets the what's cool is that they they do really well on balancing the vocals in the song where they they will let a riff ride for Oh yeah. Thirty seconds, forty five seconds yeah. without any vocals and you know, not whatever I always think about the band that we used to be in where we did the same thing. We'd have, you know, a solid minute sometimes of just instrumental in between verses or in between a chorus and a verse or something. And I I love that psychedelic aspect of, of this record. I mean, that's the essential part of being a singer who's also playing an instrument, you know? I feel right. like bands like that lend themselves more to, like, having these big instrumental parts, letting these riffs yeah. ride out without, like, doing like vocal like ah, ah, ah over them the whole time that's true that's true there's got to be a connection there for sure and i kind of remember like it has a, like hey man nice shot by filter is kind of what yes I was, like a 90s thousands kind of post grunge or something yeah. feel. i was singing hey man nice shot while we were listening to the <laughs> song and it worked it worked there's, out there's something I guess you could say a little industrial about it, um, with that the tone of the guitars are just so, yeah, like you said, early two thousands, late nineties, kind of industrial, but you know more the alternative rock that was big back then, and Filter was the only one that could come to mind. Right, um, there are yeah. countless others, but that's the only one I can remember at the moment. There's yeah, there's probably so many we're forgetting, but my other choice nug <laughs> was the other kind of. <laughs> my other choice note was the other kind of heavier song on the record and it was Acid Dent it's gotta be Acid Dent uh, we were both kind of geeking during I was, song. I was so I was super geeking dude the transition yeah. from Microwave Dave to this song is perfect beautiful it just makes yes. you like you kind of hear those little drums and you're like wait a second and then poof, 
music comes in, super balls to the wall. They leave nothing yes. behind on this one. It's another great, great deep, bassy, energetic song. Ugh. The energy doesn't stop the entire yeah, time. And like the verse comes in, bass is going, drums are going, the vocals got this cool like moving flow to them. Yes, the bass is another. It's another song that the bass just makes it for me. Yeah, right. Because he's he's half following along with the guitar riff, and then he'll do his own shit. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. And we do were... that harmonized guitar solo. And then when they when they start doing the double, so uh, so good. And then that that the part at the end when they do that, they break the beat in half. Oh and yeah. Do, a oh, half yeah. thing on the same like riff that they were playing the whole time and it's that is what made me want to play it live yeah like, that's, I would love to play this song live that's the part where I realized oh my god this would be like a fantastic live song maybe even like the first or second song they come out to you know oh, yeah that would be such a sick opening track to a concert oh man because it just starts if you start with like Terminus, the creator, with that like collage of glitches and beeps, and then like, of it, which, by the way, kind of remind me of the album cover. It's like the musification yeah. of what this album cover is. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I mean, yeah, this uh, this cover is fucking trippy as hell. Uh, but yeah, then going into Acid Dent, man, I'm I'm still I'm listening to it now, and I'm super hyped about it it might be one of my favorite psychedelic porn crumpet songs yeah it might be my favorite on the record it's for sure definitely my favorite on the record even though yeah a lot of great songs on the record you know yeah no legit i really really like this album dude like what uh what, what would you rate this man at at first glance uh there wasn't really a, there wasn't a song that i didn't like there were a couple that kind of flew by a little bit more uh right we're less microwave dave yeah less memorable but like mm -hmm. it's our first time listening to the album you know uh yeah but i'm gonna be fucking harsh the the lyrics i either kind of understood or went completely over my head but they were very colorful at least still good yeah it was imaginative um still good tones of like isolation uncertainty drugs like everything the pandemic brought obviously right um but i'm gonna give this one i'm gonna give this one an 8.0 to start off with yeah man that's uh, i'm gonna be that's that's really good i'm gonna be right around there to be honest like they i didn't expect to like it as much as i did so i think that probably has a lot to do with it and yeah dude just killer fucking riffs great songwriting great energy throughout the whole thing it felt bite-sized in a weird way and it's 40 minutes but it that 40 minutes flies like it just this the song just these songs just kind of like hit you and they don't stop hitting you for four minutes at a time three minutes at a time and it just never gets old yeah and you know that i'm a 90s kid so this sound there's something kind of 90s about some of these songs uh, and it, you know we talked about like filter but then at times i was it kind of reminded me of you too where U2 really? kind of has that, yeah, where U2 kind of has that big sound a little bit at times, like especially during their choruses, it almost sounds like they're in a playing in a you know a music hall, like an arena or something, yeah, like yeah, kind of arena. But then at times, like uh, like Radiohead, 
uh, like right. the sl- the closing track, uh, "Slinky Holy Water," kind of a Radiohead vibe when the acoustic guitars kick in and it gets kind of trippy. They had cool strings. Yeah. Uh, I love how loud the bass is. I love the production on the record. Yep. The melodies are are fun. I love the vocals, and I was fucking stoned throughout this whole thing, and it felt like it was a five minute long record <laughs> to me. <laughs> Um, the only thing is like you know overall there's really good energy on this album that I like a lot but it, it almost gets to a level of cheesy energy at times but if it wasn't for everything that they were doing with that energy all the riffs all the everything that they did around that where it's just like the drummer is just you know did a fucking rail I loved it man so I'm gonna give it like a an 8.5. And to be honest, it's probably going to get higher the more I listen to this record. Wow, 8.5, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, thank you, buddies, all for watching. Thank you for listening. You can check us out on YouTube. We're on Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, watch the video one on YouTube. You can see our faces. Yeah. You can see what we look like. If you're watching this on YouTube and you don't want to look at this because I don't either, go pop a, pop on a Spotify or one of your podcast apps and go listen to it there. You don't have to look at my ugly mug. You want to focus on the music? You want to focus on the audio quality of our voices? Go ahead and pop on iTunes. You know, yeah, pop on iTunes. Lossless, bro. Fucking find us on Instagram at EVPcast. We can, you, anywhere that is uh, streaming video and, and streaming podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, I'm at Jean-Luc Guitard on Instagram. Brett is at Brett Hanrahan. Tell us what you thought of this record. Do you guys like psychedelic porn crumpets? Like, are we fucking way off? Did you hate this album? Leave us a comment, man. Let us know. And let us know what albums you think we should be listening to on our podcast. We have, like, over 60 episodes already. We've talked about a lot of fucking music. Yeah, and I'll I'll be the, the one to say, like, psychedelic porn crumpets has a good chance of getting on the regular podcast, for now sure. Now and if yep. hey, if y'all got any suggestions for which album, go ahead and pop yeah. them on in the in you know. And tell that would us. be awesome. That would be awesome. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, and check us out, man. Listen to other shit. Thank Brett. you, everybody. Oh, this was good. <laughs> this was pretty good. Lucas. Oh, this was good. Bye, everyone. Bye.